Okay. 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 Welcome back, Double Team to Fam. How are we doing today? Um, today we welcome Pamela Madsen. She is the founder of Back to the Body Retreats for Women. She founded the American Fertility Association and has been an activist for women for over 20 years. Hi. Hi. How are you? I'm really well. Thank you for joining us. It's We're super my, excited about it's this. It's my pleasure. Yeah. I love that I'm here in California. Just With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We had a beautiful event for women. Mm. And you're my next day. Like, that's a really good couple of days. It is. I agree. Or was your... Yeah. You're... Okay. So you're not based in California? No. I'm, you know, I'm based. Like, my nesting apartment (laughs) is in New York. Love that. And I'm single poly with the rest of the world. Um, So we run retreats all over the place. Thailand, Iceland, Maui is coming up. Costa Rica is coming up. Um, San, San Miguel de Ante, and, you know, Colorado. Yeah. So we're all over the place, and every year we go to different places because the erotic is so much more than our genitals, right? Mm-hmm. The, erotical, the erotic is, like, in the space that we're in. Mm-hmm. It's the food that we eat. It's what awakens us and turns on our arousal, mm-hmm. turns on our excitement. So what we like to do is we like to turn on all the faucets, yeah. In a woman. Love that. Love like this, all of it be like, oh, yes. So your that. retreats are, and they're kind of, correct me if I'm wrong, but they're kind of focused more for like women that want to get back into their sexuality. Maybe they're like a little bit older or they're in a phase of their life where they like are ready to focus again on their pleasure. Is that what they're kind of based around is like reconnecting? Um, yes and no. Yes and no. Okay. Yes and no. So we actually have world famous sex educators mm. who attend our retreats. Mm. Why? Because where else are they going to go? Mm. We have the most refined program for immersion mm. and um, sexual expansiveness. In fact, the other day, my team, who has been together a long time, um, was like, where do we get what we're creating mm. for other people? And so we're now going to do our own retreat for us. Oh, I love that. So the age range is from 22 to 93. Oh, nice. Lovely. And so we have young, younger women come of age. Mm. And not unusual to have women in their 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s. And my mom did it at 93. So oh, sexuality is ageless. Yeah. And this idea of like, well, who comes? Well, lots of people come for lots of different reasons. They come because the practice of somatic sex education or or what we have to say now, um, erotic wellness, Mm -hmm. sexual wellness um, is a full body experience. It's evolutionary. You know, you ladies are young and beautiful. And the idea maybe where you are right now, um, that your sexuality is going to change like 
three, four, five, six, ten times. Mm-hmm. It, it's going to keep changing. And what turns you on, your arousal, is it linear? Mm-hmm. Ar- arousal is like this kind of wonderful set of waves, mm-hmm. right? And so the women who come, come f- with a pleasure pass, mm. call it the pleasure pass. You know, I want to come and have more pleasure. Yeah. I want to learn about my body. Mm-hmm. I don't have the language mm. to say what I want. Mm. I, I That's don't, important, yeah. I don't know what I don't know. Yeah. And and then we have women who have trauma. Mm. Like, I don't know, like what woman doesn't. So coming to work through trauma, we have women who come because they don't feel safe for the masculine or they don't feel safe for the feminine or they have vaginal pain or they don't mm. know what their orgasm is like. And what is arousal? And can you help me find my clitoris? You know, from there to um, women who are in the orgasmic Olympics. Mm. Oh, wow. And it's, it's, <laughs> it's just like a mix. I love and that. And they support each other. Yeah. And everyone has like their own sessions with their practitioners. So wherever they are, mm. it works for them. I love that. Yeah. And they're immersions. So women come for, you know, eight days to be with us. Oh, wow. Eight days. That's a pretty good amount of time. It's a great amount of time. Yeah. Because you can't really create change in your body mm-hmm. without yeah. practice. Yeah. In a short amount and of time. And so yeah. the idea is with immersion, um, they're not leaving. They're continuing to do the work, not just touch base, but workshops, mm-hmm. sisterhood, lots of healing, lots of conversations. Love that. And, you know, if, it took, if you're, let's say you're 40 mm-hmm. and you've had, you know, 20 or 30 years of thinking about your body or your sexuality in a particular way, it's going to take a little time mm-hmm. to like reprogram that. Yeah. So we, you know, we help women do that. Yeah, I've definitely noticed. I mean, I'm only 29, which I feel is incredibly young, but I've noticed in my 10, 11, 12 years that I've been like a sexual being, just how much my, um, you know, sexuality has changed, you know, like things that turned me on 10 years ago, turn me on a little bit differently now, or like new things turn me on or whatever. And so I've definitely thought about like, you know, in the future, how arousal and eroticism and my sexuality might change or, you know, 10, 20, 30 years from now. Um, and so I used to go on Reddit quite a bit and I follow a lot of like the swingers and the non-monogamous subreddits just because I am non-monogamous. And so many of them would talk about how like some of the best sex that they had were like in their 60s, you know, or in their 50s. And I just remember, you know, I was like, I I never thought that like, you know, as I get older, it could get better. But now as I as I have been getting older, I do see just how much it gets better as long as you like open up yourself to it and like really try to learn your body and get to know it and everything. And so it kind of like opens up like the whole world. But yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm very it curious. It doesn't stop. Yeah, it doesn't it, have it, to stop. It, it only stops if you decide that it stops. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So if you've made up your mind that well, I'm not that interested in sex anymore or, you know, all that mm-hmm. um, or you have obstacles to pursuing your pleasure or this exploration, or your curiosity, Mm -hmm. um, then you won't have it. But if you are willing to stay in, if you're willing to be uncomfortable, if you're willing to lean in, we see tremendous changes in women um, at all ages. I love that about us, that we're multi-generational, that you'll you'll find a woman in her 20s, and you'll find a woman in her 30s, in her 40s, in her 50s, in her 60s, and beyond. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's true sisterhood, and it's great role modeling. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. It's like, you know, 
that's what 80 can look like. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, that's what 80 can look like. Yeah, I'm sitting here at 40 and I'm saying, I want that at 80. And so they get a real, they get a real chance of seeing other women in different age groups, like rocking their hot on. Yeah. And it's like mind opening yeah. for people and encouraging. Oh, yeah. Definitely. It reminds me of this TikTok I saw once. This lady, she was like, I'm 41. She was like, I'm having the best sex I've ever had in my life. She was like with the hottest men and like I'm having so many orgasms, all these things. And I was like, I want to be her when I'm 40. Right. <laughs> like that's me in the future. Like that's that. I, it like set an example for me. Yes. Yeah. And it showed and you me. you can have it now. Yeah. And you can have, and it, have it then. And have it in an evolutionary way. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm always growing and changing. Yeah. I. So we work on a table. So we work at a massage table, and it's one-way touch oh. for our clients. Mm-hmm. Um, the We have male and female practitioners. Um, so we just talk about the men for a minute, but it's the same for the women. Um, they keep their clothes on. Mm-hmm. Um, they sign contracts. Mm-hmm. They don't date, flirt, correspond with any clients. We don't, we don't do the messy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It isn't the messy at Back to the Body. Because um, <laughs> that is using romance and love as a way to keep clients. Mm. And we don't want that. Right. What we want is for women to go, oh my God, this is my body. Mm-hmm. And so takes the hypervigilance mm. out of the experience because you can't be worried and have arousal. Mm-hmm. You can't be yeah. worried and have an orgasm. Yeah. Mm. You can't be thinking about the fight with your partner. And do I really want to have sex with him right now? Because that takes you out of the headspace. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. So they work with practitioners who are not like saying things like, and now you can touch my magic lingam <laughs> if you want to. <laughs> Sometimes women like to touch my lingam yeah. at this point in the session. Uh, no, thank you. Mm-hmm. So like lingams say in pants. Mm-hmm. Women are not encouraged and practitioners are careful about one-way touch and boundaries. It's so important because women have a lot of trouble learning how to receive. Yeah. Yeah. So imagine you have two hours every day with a practitioner on the table. Is it the same one every time? It is, except for mastery. Mm. Mm. So a mastery, we have the women um, every day, they're working with a different practitioner. Because they're more advanced, they're the class above the class. They've worked with everybody before. And we want them to see how they're different mm. when they show up with different people. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, they work the, with the same practitioner. Um, they meet their practitioner before a retreat. Mm. And then we have a group Zoom with everybody. And then before they get on the table um, at the retreat center, they meet with their practitioner. And every woman has a female safe port. So if I say you were coming to my retreat, it would say, you know, practitioner, court, safe port, Pamela. Mm. And then I would always be there for you before your, before your session. Mm-hmm. And then I pick you up oh. and take you to what we call the nest, which is where all the women who are like, oh, my God, like dripping and yeah. <laughs> laughing and <laughs> crying and having their experience. They all kind of. It's like aftercare. Yeah. Oh, I love yeah. that. So they're after carrying each other and with the safe ports. Oh, yeah. that's yeah. cute. You know, what we did was we built a container that allowed women 
to feel safe in exploring the erotic, the taboo, Mm -hmm. the vanilla, Hmm. the not vanilla. Wait, I'm curious about the taboo. What what are we talking about? Like BDSM type stuff or a little less? Oh, I, I, I love calling it power, surrender and intimacy. Ooh, okay. Power, uh, surrender and intimacy, okay. which is BDSM. Okay. Um, but it just frames it a little bit different, mm-hmm. that women are able to explore what it is to um, release power mm-hmm. and be intimate. And yes, like we have all the toys. Mm-hmm. So every all of the practitioners are really beautiful Shabari um, practitioners. Oh, so I love women Shibari. can... You know, experience rope. Like, what does it feel to have rope be on my body? Mm. Um, yes, they absolutely they want to experience impact play. Mm. They can experience impact play. You know, everything is sort of like probably wouldn't be the first session, mm-hmm. right? But, but work into it. But work into it. And yeah. As the practitioner and the client feel safer together, they can explore other things. Mm-hmm. Um, what we know from the study that was done um, was that women who did this work, um, and I don't have the exact numbers. I'm not going to quote exactly from the study. Mm-hmm. So we're waiting for it to be published. And I, back to the body was just the container that was used mm-hmm. mm-hmm. to, to study um, somatic body work because we're very, very consistent. Mm. So they were able to actually do an IRB study about us. So what we found out is that women who went to these programs, like 88% of them, again, don't hold me to that exact number. A large majority. Very large majority um, had better better genital self-esteem. How's that for a sentence? Oh. Genital self-esteem. What that meant is they felt really good about their pussy. They felt like yeah, much better about their vulva. Well, a lot of women have like, you know, especially because everything you see in porn is always so like, Perfect. And tight and neat and tiny mm-hmm. and all these things. So then it's like you look at yours and you're like, it doesn't look like that. And no. then um, it meant to. Yeah, exactly. And so it's like when you see a variety or you or you learn to like love the way that yours looks more than. Yeah, it's yeah. you wouldn't think that that would be like a huge thing about your self-esteem. But it is in the same way that like men, you know, with their penises. Right. Right. But how are you supposed to accept oral sex? If you don't like if your pussy. If yeah. You, if you feel like you smell or you taste funny or you look funny. Yeah. How are you supposed to? feel pleasure mm-hmm. if you're in a place of self-consciousness. Yeah. So women heal that. Yeah. They heal body shame. Love they that. heal trauma. They learn the words. Yeah. Like they learn to say, I would like to experiment with that paddle. Yeah. Like, can I feel what that feels like? And, oh, I like that. Or, oh, maybe a little more. Mm-hmm. Would you like that harder? Yes, I think I might. Like that harder. Great. Just like that? Yes. Mm-hmm. Just like that. And so we teach them language mm-hmm. for how to ask for what they want. Because so many women don't know. Yeah. They don't know what's available. And they don't know um, and they don't know how to ask for it. Yeah. And they also don't know how to com- com- communicate with their lovers. Yeah. And so we teach them words shy, yeah. like softer, please. Yeah. Oh. That feels so good. Can you just move a little bit to the right? <laughs> it's always to the right. right? It's always, to me, the, it's right. always the left. Right. But yes, when you said that, I was like, I had to learn how to say that right. actually um, last year. Really? Like, I didn't know how to say it. Right. And how do we say it in a way 
that doesn't that, offend. That's that, an yeah, invitation. yeah, yeah. Like, oh, baby, your arm hair is so good <laughs> on my vulva. <laughs> it's really good. Now, I would love it if you would just move your fingers <laughs> down a little <laughs> and squeeze a little bit hard. Oh, yes. I love that. Just like it's that. It's going to sound like erotic porn. <laughs> but that's, <laughs> how, yeah. that's how we... Okay. It does sound really nice. So it could also sound like, oh, God. No. No. Not like that. Yeah, I know. Not like that. I don't like that. That's too hard. I told you that's too hard. Are you listening? Can you hear me? I want you to be softer. Mm. I asked for circles. Can you do circles? <laughs> Can you do the circles? And, okay. then they, and then that kills the mood. Oh, man. It's yeah. over. You know, and so you, you go from, like, learning how to support your lover, mm-hmm. support a practitioner even, mm-hmm. oh, into yeah. showing up for you, mm-hmm. into giving your presence. We're not taught that. Mm-hmm. We're not taught how to ask. We're not taught how to communicate. We're not taught what even feels good. I mean, oh, my God. I mean, this new study that just came out, um, which you may or may not know, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to gruesomely um, not say the doctor's last name correctly. It's Dr. Maria, and I'm not going to say the name right. It's all over you who you can find it. Mm-hmm. So she did a study. She's here in California. Hmm. She did a study on how many nerve endings mm. are in your clitoris. Now, for years, all of us really brilliant sex educators have been announcing to the world, you have 8,000 nerve endings on your clitoris. It's the most, only organ that has all these pleasure nerve endings. Did you get it? 8,000. Well, guess what, ladies? They were studying a cow. What? A cow. A cow? A cow. A heifer. Bovine. (laughs) Bovine. So, Wait, so a cow really has 8,000. Okay. I'm really happy for the cow. I mean, it's really great news for that little heifer. Well, that means I actually had got... to study cows when I yes. studied the reproductive system. So here's the good news. So this incredible physician um, picked up that this was actually a study about bovine. Hmm. And we as sex educators lifted that and like presented it to the world. We should be so embarrassed. <laughs> so it's 10th about... I won't get it exact, but it's something around 10,080 nerve endings in a woman's clitoris. Wow. So we beat the cow. We beat the cow, yeah. Which is like great. You know, also noticing that in 1970, as early as 1970, there wasn't a clitoris in a medical anatomy book. Mm. So, you know, we it went from not existed, yeah. like not having a clitoris to studying Cow clitorises. Cow clitorises. Because studying, like, what? Human clitorises? That's edgy. <laughs> That's I really saw it on edgy. TikTok the other day. I was like, uh, what, what, what was someone saying? They were basically saying the same thing you were like, where it was like, all the studies that have been done have never actually been like, with on humans. Humans are like, you know, not, they don't go into it enough. Like they just stop at a certain point. And it's like, oh, that's it. That's all the. That's all this. Work it's like animal testing for makeup products. I'm like, but who cares how a bunny reacts to it? Like human skin is different than bunny skin. Right. 
So I don't understand why we're, yeah. So, so you the know, fact that they study so on a cow, yeah. So tell me if patriarchy didn't exist, this wouldn't have happened. Yeah. You know, I mean, I'm sorry. But no, there's it is patriarchy. such fear mm-hmm. uh, for women to actually embody their sexuality and have sexual autonomy. Mm-hmm. So my book came out mm-hmm. in 2011. Um, it was sold on preempt for a shit ton of money. Okay? Mm. It's, called, it's called Shameless, How I Ditched the Diet got naked, found true pleasure, mm-hmm. and somehow got home in time to cook dinner. You can find it on Amazon. I love well, that. CNN. Is that the full title? Yes. I love <laughs> CNN um, spent like $100,000 on doing a story about me mm. and the book and the whole thing. It was supposed to make it into New York Times bestseller. They were like so excited about it. And it's about me, younger, exploring the world before Back to the Body. Mm-hmm. And working with sexological body workers and my adventure into the sacred sexuality underground. Mm. And it's very funny. Mm. And Elizabeth Cohen, the medical correspondent, was like, oh my God, we have to let America know what's happening to you know suburban women. Mm-hmm. And so they filmed the whole thing. And guess what? Mm. They never released it. Oh. Because somebody at Turner said, well, if she can do this, then my wife can do this. And we're not releasing it. Oh, that's terrible. And so it was never released. Now, two minutes later, Fifty Shades of Grey came out. And it might have been different if it was like after timing, timing, timing. Yeah, yeah. Because there is, oh my God, spanking Pearl Clutch in my book. Mm -hmm. You know, as I discovered. (laughs) Yeah. And I stayed married, and they didn't burn me at the stake. Mm-hmm. And, you know, huge disaster did not fall on me mm-hmm. for um, exploring my sexuality. And then what I did was I said, okay, this works, this works, this works, but this other stuff doesn't really work. Mm-hmm. And we created retreats that provided a safer space for women. Mm-hmm. To find out what works for them, yeah. I was going to yeah. ask, like, you know, your own personal journey with sexuality, like, <laughs> if you want to share more, and, like, how did that lead you to the, I mean, yeah, I was going to ask how it led to the retreats and how what your awakening was like. Like, what steps did you take to discover your body more? Well, um, I was very traditional. Mm. Mm. I was a kindergarten teacher. I got married under 20. Oh, wow. Um, My brother and sister were like Woodstock people. Mm. They were, you know, um, very cool. They were smoking marijuana before you smoked marijuana. Mm. And, you know, I was like, ma, they're doing it again. (laughs) You know, I was that kid. Yeah. I was much younger than them. And so I grew up surrounded by a lot of sexual freedom, wandering around the house where my parents were gone Mm. and finding bedrooms filled with bodies. And so I, you know, I remember reading everything you always wanted to know about sex Mm. and was afraid to ask. Mm. It was yellow and it was the first book on sex that was in the mainstream. And I would sneak it out of my parents' bedroom. How old were you? I was little, five, seven years old. Oh, wow. Somewhere in there. And, you know, I ended up getting married really young, wanting babies, mm-hmm. doing everything really traditionally. Yeah. Finding, um, founding the American Fertility Association, going on Oprah, so respectable, mm-hmm. so perfect, so mainstream. Mm-hmm. And then my girlfriend Not taboo. Uh-uh. 
that was up here in my head. Mm. And then my all my girlfriends started to have affairs. Oh. So you have to realize mm. that what we're talking about, my 50s. So what we're talking about was when I was 40, we didn't have ethical non-monogamy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nobody talked about compersion and polyamory mm-hmm. and all the language that we have today. Back then, you were just called cheating. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you just cheated. So all my girlfriends were cheating. Mm-hmm. They were so happy. <laughs> they were like the happy cheaters. <laughs> you know, and we would go for martinis. I called them the martini circle. And then Love that. Um, I didn't want to cheat on my husband. Didn't want to burn down my house. But I was so curious about how open they were and how sexual they were. Mm -hmm. And so one day, I went for a massage Mm. at the Peninsula Hotel in New York City. Mm. And my my massage therapist was a gay man. Gay men have opened more erotic doors for me than (laughs) anybody. They just have got it down. And they told me, he told me about the body electric and he told me about sacred intimacy and he told me about erotic massage mm-hmm. he told me about all these things i was just like and it's massage mm-hmm. and like i don't have to have sex with them and they just like make me happy mm-hmm. and he was like oh yeah and i was, I was like knocked him out mm-hmm. like i sat like right up and then i went home immediately and got like some pseudonym and started looking mm-hmm. and it was as dry as a desert for women mm-hmm. it was nothing for women you know if you were a dude mm-hmm. you could have like Gang is Khan's twin sisters, like spit around on your cock. <laughs> but if you were, if you were a woman, if you were a woman, like good luck. Yeah, you know, good luck finding that, that. Like you know, good luck to you, Leo Grant. Right? It's <gasps> Did like, you watch that movie? Oh, I so fucking like, love that movie. It was just like forget about it. So I started to go to um, rent men mm-hmm. and men for M, M for M massage. I don't even know it exists anymore. Started writing to gay men. It's like, so, hi. Mm-hmm. I use the word Kate. I'm Kate. And I don't want anything you don't want to give me. But, like, have you ever touched a vulva? Mm, and would yeah. you be interested in giving me erotic massage? Yeah. And so I went through this whole journey around that. And then through them, again, you can read this in Shameless, you know, they brought me more and more resources. And I started to go to workshops. And, and then um, I started a blog. And this is back in the day when Jesus was a baby mm. and blogs were blogs. Mm-hmm. They were a big deal. And yeah. I had the Riverdale Goddess, the very unusual adventures of a not very ordinary housewife. Mm. And I had over 40,000 readers. Oh, wow. And I did daily posts and I had all this, you know, like going to the top blogs. But yeah. now everything is different. Mm-hmm. And I had to take it down because my board of directors at the AFA. Um, found out about it. Oh. And what's true is they knew about it. But once I started talking about pro-doms mm. and spanking. <gasps> then they were like, no. They were like, no. And it was so shocking to me because mm. my board was made up of liberals and gay oh. people and lesbians and trans people and yeah. like all these folks who were like sex positive. And, mm. and I remember this guy, Stuart, who was the chair of my board. And he said, Pamela, like you're going to like Kill your baby. Nobody wants to hear about the executive director of the American Fertility Association getting a spanking. And I'm like, Philip, you're a gay man. <laughs> like, how do you think people feel about you taking it up the ass? I mean, <laughs> it just 
It just like depends where you live, baby. Yeah, it really does. It just depends on what part of the world. And New York City's pretty kinky. You you live in. Yeah. And he was like, "No, the world accepts gay people, but you white woman getting spankings, forget that. That's mm. like no." So I was like, "Okay, you get to be gay." And I love, you know, it's mm-hmm. not a, a thing. But it was just funny. Yeah. That people who are liberated and want their rights. Mm-hmm. Everyone wants their rights. Mm. They want their cake. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, and they want your cake. Oh, they want your cake too. They don't necessarily want you to have your cake. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that's a problem. And you see that a lot with polyamory. Mm. You see that a lot in all the various worlds. Well, like you said, women's sexuality. That one guy that was like, oh, I don't want my wife doing that. No. Exactly. So as long as he gets to enjoy her, he's fine. But the minute she starts enjoying herself, no, 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 no. Absolutely. That's terrible. And so my journey began there. I left my organization, mm. um, not willingly. And um, I was on a book tour for Shameless. And I was visiting Canada with a friend um, who was also teaching. Mm. And I was like, wow, Juan, this place is great. I think we're going to call back to the body and we're going to start writing sexuality retreats for women. Mm. And he was like, great. And it was sold out. Love that. Like, Bam. And we've been selling out. Like we have like seven spots left for 23. Oh, wow. Okay. We very large repeat clients. Customers come back for like multiple retreats. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I love that. So is it usually with the same like practitioner each time or do they kind actually, of get different ones? A little bit of both. Okay. I actually like to move them around mm-hmm. because I don't, we don't want to foster attachment mm-hmm. and that the idea is that that man gave me that orgasm. Move it slightly closer, you know, just a little bit. It's actually no. That man supported you in you finding your orgasm. That man supported you mm-hmm. in feeling safe in your body. Mm-hmm. And let's see what you're like now working with Neil. Mm-hmm. You know, and so some of the women around, look, some women come to one retreat, you never see them again. Mm-hmm. I mean, that happens. That's fine, yeah. Um, 98% of the women do more than one retreat. Oh, wow. Um, average is three to five retreats. Oh, wow. And some of them are like, when they first like wake up, it's like giving Sleeping Beauty her first Red Bull. Mm-hmm. It's, like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh. Yeah. And they're starving. Mm-hmm. And they want to do as many things as they can do right away. I'm curious, is the focus on like giving them the tools for like their own pleasure in terms of like masturbation or both like masturbation and partnered sex? So like tools that they can use like with their partners when they go back home and start having sex again? All all the things. All the, okay, so both. But the core Mm -hmm. is teaching women how to receive. Mm -hmm. That's the core is can you love, you know, I don't know how you feel about it, but I get really annoyed when I hear people say, just let go. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Full work limited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> yeah. Just let go and love yourself. 
you need to love your body yeah and love yourself and then you'll be able to like be happy mm-hmm. and don't be attached mm-hmm. like you know no attachments yeah you know and i get like, it's easier said than done i'm like you know oh, come on bite my ass <laughs> i mean what's really true is that it's really hard for women in our world to let go mm-hmm. and they need a specific set of tools a particular formula mm-hmm. so that they can let go and not feel hypervigilant. And that's where the receiving happens. Mm-hmm. That's where they find their arousal. That's where they connect to their body. That's where they feel safe enough to feel this thing called letting go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's a feeling. It's yeah. not an idea. Mm-hmm. Letting go is an actual feeling. Like if I go over here, Will he catch me? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like that. You know, if I lean back, will, if, I, if I open my eyes, will his eyes be there? Mm-hmm. And so it's giving the women an experience of presence, mm-hmm. attention, care, and in that way they get to open mm-hmm. and get to truly feel and then learn how to ask. Mm-hmm. But first we have to learn how to receive, Right. Yeah. Did I answer your question? I feel like there's more. No, it does. To, to your question. It, it make, no, it definitely does. But it also makes me think like, you know, for me, it did take time to learn how to receive like in my own experience. Like I used to get very, you know, kind of like what you mentioned earlier about like your, um, you know, your private parts and getting more comfortable with receiving that. Like I used to get very antsy about like people going down on me. And now I've gotten to a point where I'm like, if someone wants to go down on me, absolutely leg sprayed wide, like right. I'm ready to receive it. But um, but it also made me think that like for me, it has been about a balance of like both receiving and like sometimes also taking charge to like find to to get my own pleasure out of it. Um, because as much as I love receiving and I have some partners that do a really good job of like um, of giving and of, um, you know, giving me pleasure and all of that there are also times where I'm like okay I know what it's going to take for me to get there I'll I'll get on top and I'm like I I know what to do to get my pleasure I'm already halfway there maybe whatever feeling it and then I can go seek it and like get that so like I don't know for me it's been a balance of both and I think for everyone has to be a little bit of a balance okay let's like put another story around it so we talk about active receiving Mm -hmm. okay so you're not like Laying there. Yeah. Like a dead human. Like <laughs> Pillow princess. Pillow know, princess. Like yeah. Not very sexy. Um, surrender or opening and receiving is an active, is an active sport. Mm-hmm. You don't just lay there, right? Mm-hmm. It's about saying what you just said, mm-hmm. which is that feels really, really good. Mm-hmm. And could you, could you slow, could you slow it down a little? Mm-hmm. Oh, so receiving you know, more in a way that like yeah. is how you want to receive, not yeah. just like receiving for, no, to receive. No, it's not like blanket take me to the moon, Charlie. Yeah. No, it's active receiving. Ooh. It's participating in your own letting go. I like that. And so that takes time. It does. And in the beginning, it may not be a lot of words. And we teach women to use sound, mm-hmm. right, movement, and to get probably comfortable yeah. using sounds. I feel yes. like a lot of people are often like super like aware or insecure about like right. the sounds that they make. But you have to kind of like learn how to like accept and own the sounds that you make. Absolutely. Can it be- I guess I'll conscious all the time. Yeah. Well, 
can it be like, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, again, I love how your hand looks. Mm-hmm. You know, just like that. So beautiful. Now, I'm offering direction. Mm. I'm guiding the masculine. Mm. But I'm also deeply receiving what's happening. And then my voice creates sound. Mm-hmm. And like, how do I say it? Mm. And, you know, just be able to make, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh-huh. <laughs> More. Yeah. Thank you. See, like I that. Oh, I like thank you. I like for me, I there's a certain point where I'm like, I'm being loud. And then I'm like, I think I'm being too loud. And then I tone it down. Like I get to a certain point and then I'm like shaming myself. So then you start judging yourself. And what's true is that auditory is like really a big turn on. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's a turn on for your partner. So when you when you turn yourself down, you're taking away pleasure Mm -hmm. from your partner and from you. Yeah. Well, and it's like, for example, like, you know, sometimes I go to sex parties and like I hear people being really loud and then that encourages me. I'm like, okay, so I'm not being too loud. Mm -hmm. And then I remind myself. But I love that you said thank you. I don't know that I thank my partners enough during sex. That's not like like a normal thing. But in BDSM or at least like in power exchanges that I've had, like with my dominance in the past, I remember there would be points where they'd be like, they like, I remember there would be times, for example, I used to have, um, a, or I used to be in a relationship with a male and a female dominant. And so I was their submissive. And I remember at times we would like in the, you know, he would be like pleasuring me and then she would be like, now what do we say? Or like kind of, and so, and I'd be like, thank you, sir. Um, or, you know, he would do something that would like feel really good. And I would like say that and she, and she would always like, kind of like, um, encourage me to thank him along the way. So I always got used to thanking him and her too. Sometimes I would thank her as well. But, um, but I always like, I don't do that in my vanilla sex. Now I'm like thinking, I'm like, maybe I should thank my partners during vanilla sex. I hadn't thought of that. Well, it's a wonderful way. Thank you for that inspiration. To encourage them. Yeah. To keep doing like what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And even to be able to say something like, oh my God, thank you. Just like that. Mm-hmm. Please stay. Don't go anywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just, just stay right there. Yeah. You know, and then be able to then go into receiving. Yeah. Um, you know, this is, sex is a team sport. Yeah. And so, really it, you know, how do you want to, how do you want to be spoken to? Mm. How do you want them? And how sexy can you make um, acknowledgement? Mm-hmm. Like, Acknowledgement is sexy. Mm -hmm. I love how your cock feels right now. That's one of my favorite lines. I I use that that. all the time. And and you know what? Can you, just a tip. Yeah. I just want to feel a tip. Oh my God, that's right. Just a tip. (laughs) Slower. Yeah. I'm curious. What happens if the partner doesn't receive their form of communication well? Do you go over that as well? Like, what if your partner can't hear you? No, like, what if your partner, like, doesn't like the way that you say things? Like, the, or, well, like, doesn't I think, like I the... Think that's a, I think that's a conversation. Mm-hmm. You know, like, so, do you like to hear when you're pleasing me? Mm-hmm. You know, do you like me to be really quiet? Like, what turns you on? What's your kink? Mm-hmm. What makes you hot? What makes me hot is a powerful man mm-hmm. who wants to know how to give me pleasure. 
What if it's a submissive man? What? What okay. if it's a... <laughs> then you tell him how to give you pleasure. I mean, that's not that hard. That's um, true. You know, we run a one retreat a year called Surrender. Mm-hmm. And it's um, invitation only. Women can apply to come. Oh. But um, it is a 24-7 chateau mm. of training. Oh, wow. And we have eight women and four dominant men. And oh. each man has two colored women for five days. Wow. And I am. That's amazing. The headmistress. You're the headmistress. Oh, oh okay. I Wait, love that. Do you keep the name Pamela or do you use another name? Yeah, what's I'm your mistress? I'm using another name. Uh, I'll be using another name. You don't have and to share it, it, it if you don't want it's to. It's not a big deal. Like I, I would probably just use my lady. Mm. <gasps> yeah, just my lady. Oh, yeah. I like that. That's I like that. Simple, you know. Um, and it's my house, and these women are coming to be trained. Mm. And it starts well before the retreat. They um, there are emails that go out. They there's a dress code. Mm. Um, no, so I don't want to do any compare and contrasting mm-hmm. because that's where women get into trouble with each other. Oh and yeah. So um, they all get to wear cat suits, and I give them like you know what kind of cat suits to get. They have some freedom. Uh-huh. But they have to be black cat suits. I love that. And they get a temporary collar mm-hmm. that they put on as they leave their house. All these directions. And then they so are these single up. women? No. Oh. Necessarily. They're women coming to play a role play game in BDSM. But it's not, oh, I guess it's not sexual in a way that like if they have a partner, it would be. No one ever has intercourse at my retreats. Oh, okay. No, it's one way touch. I did gather that, but they that makes They keep their clothes on. But women have orgasms. Mm-hmm. at our retreats and receive full body touch that sounds amazing. and um you know and impact play and if they're paying impact playing empower and surrender we have a whole collaring ceremony we have oh that's beautiful special collars made for them with a heart and their first initial mm-hmm. and then we just call them by their first initial mm-hmm. for the week and we brought in a lot of consultants to help us with this mm-hmm. we brought in a consultant around race play because we're in New Orleans, and mm. you know what language is not welcome anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've brought in other consultants. Oh, I love to that. Support us, and we had our first surrender last year. And again, this is a very out of the box. Like this is not mm. normal. Back to the body, mm-hmm. right? A different one. This yeah. Is, this is like a different flavor. Yeah. For women who really do want to dive into BDSM, yeah, don't have someone to play with, yeah, and want to do this and want to experience. What it's like to be colored by somebody for five days. That's beautiful. It's a five-day agreement. And then we have an uncollaring ceremony. And um, it's beautiful. I love that. And I don't. we don't think anyone's doing this anywhere. Um, mm. And we're half full. So um, mm. we've sold four seats. There are four more left. It's in springtime. Mm. Most of our retreats are pretty much sold out for 23. We have like five spots left in Maui. A couple's bus left in Colorado. And then I like how done. you mentioned the. the <laughs> we're done. <laughs> yeah. Well, you mentioned the setting. So, like you mentioned, New Orleans, Colorado, Maui, et cetera. I'm guessing, or I'm curious, like what, like what from the environments do you use to kind of help people tap into like eroticism? Well, like, is there a lot of for, like. For, well, first of all, your environment's different. Like, we just came back from Puglia, Italy. The, down at the boot. Oh, wow. And we were in this gorgeous, beautiful chateau. And then 
we were in San Miguel de Allende in Mexico, and all you know, we had cactus forests, and mm. you know, it was just stunning place. Mm-hmm. And we had um, indigenous shamans who um, mm. led us through cacao ceremonies. And oh, I like love that. ceremonial cacao. So, yeah, and so we, and it was gorgeous. And um, we did a Temescal, you know, the heat lodge, and so there was a Mexico. So we bring in other cultures, we bring in other food. Mm. And new things, new, mm-hmm. new, is fuels your arousal, fuels your excitement. It's not just a finger on your clitoris or on your nipple. Mm-hmm. It's the environment. Like when you take a bite of something delicious, mm-hmm. what happens to you? I guess it depends what does on. Happen? Wait, hold no, on. <laughs> usually, <laughs> usually, like I lick my lips or something. Yeah, yeah. What you okay. Saying? So your mouth gets wet. Mm, yeah. Just like your pussy. Mm, oh. Yeah. Didn't think about that. They're I hadn't thought about that. Connected. We yeah. did a, do an episode once on food and sex and like how there's like a lot of similarities between like eating and sexual pleasure. Yes. Right so there. the food needs to be really good. Yeah. The food needs to be different than what you're going to eat at home mm. because you want to excite the senses. Mm. Where, you, where we take them needs to excite their senses. Mm. I love that. Yeah, we do photo. Sh- the women get photo shoots because um, this is also about putting down the lens and then picking up the lens and seeing your own beauty. Mm-hmm. Um, hmm. Yeah, I mean, you know, this is about pleasure, fun, education, healing, retraining somatic memory. This can be about many, many things for many different. Mm-hmm. For some women, it's about a healing sisterhood. Mm-hmm. Um, that their relationship to other women. Other yeah. women. Yeah. So what have what would you say over the years of as you've done these retreats? What have you learned from other what, women? Yeah. Yeah. From that, you know, this is going to sound cliche, but it's true. If you've touched one woman, you've touched one woman. Mm. Um, you know, every woman is different. They're the secret ingredient. Yeah. So coming in with no expectations, getting to know that woman, her story, how she wants to be touched, what's, you know, what, how was she brought up? Mm -hmm. Is there trauma? You know, what's her relationship with her vulva? So what I've learned is that, you know, don't make assumptions about women. I think that's a huge lesson for men right there. Yeah. Because I feel like all the time dudes are like, well, this worked for this chick. I think girls like this. That's what I'm going to do every time with girls. And then they go and have sex with another girl. And then she's like, no, I don't like that. Right. Exactly. So I think, oh, that's a that's a great lesson. for. It's a real thing. Yeah. And like, it's good to know, like, more or less where the clitoris is, Mm -hmm. you know. But honestly, you know, it kind of almost moves around a little bit. I mean, there are women with very large, prominent clitorises. There are women who have small clitorises mm-hmm. that hide under hoods. I am a shy clitoris. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and then you have those, I have a clit that's like, here I am. Yeah. You know, if you can't find me, you've got a problem. Yeah. So, you know, getting used to different bodies, yeah. how women want to be touched around their vagina is different. Mm-hmm. You know, some women want shallow touch. We, we ignore the V. Mm-hmm. Oh, we yeah. Don't spend, we don't spend enough time shallowing and loving the entrance 
that's my preferred yeah that i prefer the shallow touch over like deep deep penetration yeah which sometimes feels performative yes yes it does like are you doing this for me or we do that's what i'm saying and result that i have to perform or ejaculate for you men always i feel like men always assume and don't come after me guys i'm not saying all men but i feel like so many men assume that like what girls want is deep penetration and yes sometimes deep penetration is great and we love that but sometimes yeah we do want more of the shallow touch especially in the beginning yeah exactly or or just you know more kind of like sensual light touching it really Mm -hmm. depends i have been trying to figure out how to put to words like how i like to be played with because sometimes i feel like I don't know. And sometimes it changes for me. Like maybe one day I'm in the mood for this and the other day I'm in the mood for that. But like a lot of times I struggle with like when I'm in bed, like, okay, how do I say what the kind of touch that I want right now? So what about using fantasy play? Mm. What about it? That's something that um, myself and one of my teaching partners, um, Court Fox, and I just spent the weekend teaching in one of the workshops. Mm -hmm. So... You know, telling your partner, I want to play a fantasy game. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we started where, like, I would be sitting in his arms and he would say something to me like, where are we? Oh. And I would say, oh, I, I'm in the woods. Oh, we're, you're in the woods. I love this. Is anyone around us? Uh-huh. No. Who are you? My name is Marco. Okay. Marco. So that game, Mm. which could have gone in so many directions. Yeah. Could have been a. Could have been the beach. Could have been. Right. Right. He could have been a kidnapper. He could have been, (laughs) you know, he could have, he could have been a Tinder date. He could have been anything. Um, Somewhere in the game, we create an avatar. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like um, Kate. Look under that rock. Mm -hmm. What do you see there? Oh, it's a ring. Oh, I was going to say a vibrator. It's it's, it's, it's a ring. And he was like, oh, put it on when you think of me. Okay, put on the fake ring. So now it's a couple weeks later, and, you know, your your boyfriend or husband or lover or date, whatever he is. Mm -hmm. And you may just text him and go, Marco, are, are you around? And he might say, well, yes, Kate, I am. Well, Marco, I was thinking that I would put the ring on. I love this. And you this. could meet me for dinner. And so then the game just continues. It just keeps continuing and keeps continuing. So creating avatars or notes, creating characters. Mm-hmm. And you even can do it in bed. Mm. So you're in bed with whoever he is. Mm. And you could go. Fully. You know, (laughs) but you use the name. Yeah. And it may be easier to get what you want. So it's kind of like, hey, Marco. Yes, Kate. I've been thinking about you touching me the way a blind person reads Braille. Okay. I love that. my body be like a Braille book? Mm -hmm. Marco, would you read my book really slowly? And then he's like awake, mm. right? Because you threw, you know. But he has to know he's playing the game with you. Yeah. Well, I love that because it probably teaches them to like kind of get out of what they normally do 
right. and instead step into the avatar, the character, whatever it is that they're right. playing. And I actually they, really want to try this. I and, do and too. Then, and then you may feel safer. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, it's not it, John not, anymore. It's Marco. It's Marco or yeah. whoever he is, right? And so we teach women these games, you know, outside of receiving touch, which is amazing. Yeah. Um, we teach women communication games. We teach women, how do you ask for what you want? Can you choose three toys? But I really like the fantasy aspect because <clears throat> I think that's such a great way to, like, like I said, kind of step into a different side of you. So Absolutely. like, you know, if you want to step in, you know, someone that wants to maybe be more dominant or someone that wants to try more of this, whatever. So like you step into that mindset and you start getting your mind there. So then your body's starting to catch up and then they get into this mindset and now you're both kind of committed to this. I don't know. I've never played a lot of role play or a lot of fantasy play because I never really thought about how to approach it, but I love this. So another way of doing it is you can write down five fantasies mm -hmm. and then you share it with him or he writes down five fantasies mm -hmm. and then you choose it. So it could be like sleep intruder, mm. Mm -hmm. oh, yeah. you know, That's um, a common one. you know, things like that. It could be whatever, you, whatever you want, you know, um, make up sex, mm. um, you know, whatever it is, whatever is your fantasies, you write down five and then you have um, him or you do that. And again, I developed this with um, Court Fox and um, That's it's great. actually his thing. Yeah, it's yours, Court. It's yours, baby. Um, I, I, I'm we'll give credit. Like, I'll give credit where credit's due. Yeah, I just love doing. I do love doing it with him and developing it with him. Yeah. We love giving it to the women, mm. and that you can just pop it up. Mm -hmm. Like you could be out at this really boring cafe having tuna sandwiches, and it could be like, Marco, what are you doing there? <laughs> That's I phenomenal. Didn't see you walk in. Mm. I'm eating tuna. Kate. Right. <laughs> yeah. I'm, eating, I'm eating tuna fish. I love that. I want to bite on my sandwich. Yeah, and make it sexy. Yeah. yeah. Everyone has to make it sexy. Yeah. Because otherwise, tuna fish sandwich at the cafe, it's not that sexy. Especially but like if you're, you know, in a long-term monogamous relationship or even just long-term relationship, like you definitely, you know, as... You grow together with time. You got to find ways to continuously get to know that new version of you that likes pleasure in a different way or whatever. You know, I just threw him. We just did these. these we just did these demos for mm -hmm. fantasy play. Yeah, and I wrote down gender play, uh -huh. and he was like, "Whoa, yeah, like, I, that was unexpected, Pamela." I'm like, "Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know," and we got to play with that, and it was really, really fun. So you know that some of this is advanced, and some of, and and some of this isn't. And the idea is, is that there's a spectrum. Mm -hmm. There's a huge spectrum of being ready to explore the smallest things, and then there's the spectrum of women who've done a lot of work and want to just continue to grow and explore and the big things. Yeah. Right? And so we're we the only thing we're pretty firm about is that we work with female identified women. Mm. So we have worked with trans women mm. um, post-surgery. Mm -hmm. and um, Oh, that's interesting. And we work with gay women, lesbians. Yeah. Um, we have some people are pansexual. And they're happy to work with man hands. And but we also have female mm. practitioners. Oh, I love so that. So our, our thing is not around keeping women out. Yeah. We want to find a way to invite all women in. 
because it's never too late mm-hmm. and it's never too early mm-hmm. to yeah. begin this journey. Yeah. And some of the older women feel jealous of the younger women. <laughs> yeah. They're like, wow, you get to have this like for the next 20 years. They're like, and I then, wish I discovered this. And then I'm like, yeah, and you get to have this. Yeah. What was not available and you didn't know. Mm-hmm. And you get to have it. You know what? This isn't that hard. This is about time, mm-hmm. presence, voice, sound, breath, movement, and a safe enough container. Mm-hmm. And if you can find that, you can find transformation. Oh, I love that. I love that. That's a great quote. The safety, I think, is probably the biggest part of it. It is a very, very big part of it. Yeah. And if women are curious, we, you know, we've been doing this for like over, over a decade now. We've developed a sexual wellness quiz. I want to call it a pleasure quiz. Mm. But we're not supposed to say pleasure anymore. We're only allowed to say sexual wellness. On social media? On social media. Yeah. So um, it may reach you, the women <laughs> click on it, a sexual wellness quiz. But it's really a pleasure quiz. Uh-huh. And we've studied the different groups that women fall into around pleasure. Mm. So what they can do is they can go to backtothebody.org and they can take the pleasure quiz. Mm. And then find out where they land mm. in their ability to receive pleasure. And then they get ideas. Oh, I like that. And like how, how do they get to the next level? I'm really excited about the quiz. Yeah. No, I think that's great. I'll include it in the show notes. I just wrote that down. It reminds me there's oh, a B- I'm sorry. There's a it reminds me of the BDSM test, which is like a quiz that kind of like lets you know, you know, based on a bunch of questions, kind of what you're into um in terms of BDSM. And I love that because I remember when I first took it the first time, um I there were some where I was like, I didn't know I was into that. And then I was like, maybe I am. And then I started exploring and I was like, I am. Right. Yeah. So sometimes so. you really need someone to like yeah. give you the news. Yeah. yeah. Like, you know, I don't mean to break this to you, but you actually like to kneel. <laughs> you know? <laughs> you actually are a little into sadism. Yeah, okay. Well. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you, you know, you fear is a turn on. Yeah. That's okay. I mean, the erotic equation. Mm-hmm. is all about not being allowed, mm. like prohibition. Mm-hmm. Mm. So if there's prohibition and there's obstacles, mm-hmm. then we have yearning. Oh. And then we have desire. And that's called the erotic equation, and it was developed by Jack Moran. Interesting. The erotic yeah. mind. So you can read the book. Um, but it's all about finding your erotic equation. Like where do, where is the prohibition? Yeah, um, where were you living limited? in your yeah. life? What do you feel is the obstacle? Does it create yearning? And then overcome. Do you it. want to move that obstacle? Yeah. I feel like I need to go take this quiz actually. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> got some questions latent. Yeah, I well, I mean that covers all the questions that we had. But I I love the work that you're doing. I think it's absolutely amazing and. Um, I don't know. I mean, obviously we talk about sex on the pod a lot. We talk about like our own journeys and everything, but I think it's like so important for everyone to like go on their own journey and find whatever it is that makes them happy and find pleasure and eroticism and all of that. Um, but you know, there's always, I feel like in everyone's journey, there's always someone that opens that door. Um, you know, so for you to be that door for some, for the women that take your, being the door. Yeah, that's and awesome. I think what's really important is 
to take the journey, mm-hmm. you actually have to take the journey. Yeah. yeah. Don't just open the door, take the journey. Yeah, you yeah. actually have <laughs> to like, go through it. Yeah, you actually have to do it. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's just the hardest part for most people. Absolutely. Is once they get, it's, a, it's the first phone call. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's the first email. The first step. And then just saying, we have you. Yeah. yeah. Love. So thank you so much. Thank you. For having me. Yeah. Where Where can people find you? Well, I don't hide. Oh. So... Um, <laughs> They can find me on Instagram at the Pamela Madsen. Okay. And I'm verified on Facebook. And they can go to Pamela Madsen with a little blue check mm-hmm. on Facebook. And go to Back to the Body Org and take the quiz and see what's going on there. Wow. Um, and talk to our people. Because we'd be happy to not just open the door, but hold your hand through it. Because mm-hmm. that's what we do. Oh, I kind of want to do this dominant surrender retreat. I'm intrigued by that. Yeah, well, it's called Chateau Surrender. So Chateau Surrender? Sh- it's right on the website. Go to retreats. Chateau Surrender. Love that. Yeah. Okay. Mm. And it's in New Orleans. It. It's really fun. I've never been to New Orleans. Maybe I'll have to know. You've got a great house. house. Oh, good. And a pool. Oh, oh. And some hot dominant men. Perfect. Oh, did I say hot? <laughs> Well, well, thank you again for joining us. Yes, thank, thank you. you. And guys, you know where to find us at Keep Me and Nikki on Instagram still. Um, DoubleTeamPodcast.com. As always, wear condoms. We'll see you next week. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Mm-hmm. 